The following is a Poppy Chulo Radio original program. Get up close and personal with some of your favorite male porn stars on One on One with Poppy Chulo. Created by Poppy Chulo, One on One showcases exclusive interviews with the adult industry's most popular male performers. Here's your host, Poppy Chulo. Welcome to One on One with Poppy Chulo. Today is Thursday, June 1st. 2023 listeners please welcome back fan favorite adult star the lord of the cock rings magic montana what's going on everybody what's up what's up what's up i'm glad to be back man what's going on how you been first up it's good to have you back second off i should have introduced you as as the 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 moniker that i coined for you the blurred with the curve That's the first time I heard that one. The no, I sent it to you via DM. You didn't know what a blurred oh, was, which I was like, what? I still don't know what a blurred what, what is. What's a blurred? Black nerd. Oh, man. I, I, okay, well, shit. I'll take it, man. Yeah. I like I like nicknames. I like, and it rhymes. I like intros. Right. Sort of. Blurred, curve, sort of. But anyway, welcome <laughs> back, Magic. It's good to have you on. We had we last chatted way back in November of 2022. It is going to be almost. I can't even believe this, man. It's going to be almost seven months since we last yeah. spoke. It feels like it was just yesterday. Shit. Yeah, time flies. Time, time. That shit does. It definitely does. It really does. And we do have a lot to discuss. So uh, before we dive into everything and anything, um, I like to start off, as you know, with some unique stats. What's your height and weight? Height is six feet even, or if you want to be a dick about it, I'm 5'11 and three-fourths when I'm barefoot. Uh, weight, I believe I'm like 183 or 185 now. What's your ethnic background? I am African-American and Latino, so black and Puerto Rican. With a little bit of other shit mixed in there, too, but those are the two predominant ones. What's your zodiac sign? I am a Leo. How old are you? I will be 34 in August this year. Shit. And how long have you been in the industry? Uh, I started my serious run back in the, uh, what was it, the spring or maybe summer of 2018, bro. All right. So. Five years. Yes. Congrats, man. Yeah. Thank you. Appreciate it. You're welcome. Got to give you your props. That shit flew past. Sometimes I'm like, yeah, I've only been doing it about two, three years. And it's like, nah, motherfucker, that was five years ago. Trust me, I I feel you on that. I've been interviewing performers for a little over 15 years, and I can't even believe that shit. But Shit, 15. I know, it's a long time. Shout out to you, bro. Right. (laughs) That's crazy. That is crazy. And like NBA careers and shit. Right. (laughs) Yeah, it's nuts. Yeah, I'm coming up on my 250th one-on-one interview. It's not 250 performers that I'm interviewing because I have a, I've had other podcasts and I had a blog before all this, which where I interviewed. I think it was about 100 performers on my blog before I started doing the podcasting. But yeah, it's it's a long time. I've seen the industry change drastically, and it's incredibly fascinating. So okay, 
Let's talk about you. This interview is not about me. It is about Magic Montana. What have you been up to these seven months? We're going to get into a lot of the stuff individually, but just in general, what what has the Magic Man been up to? Uh, a lot. A, a lot of the same and a little bit of different stuff. Um, just just working, same all, same as always. Staying out the way, trying to produce this the best content possible. Uh trying to do a little bit more of the awards and stuff like that. Um, and recently, as far as new things that I am super excited about, I have recently decided to go uh, go all in with my video game addiction, and I am now broadcasting on Twitch and YouTube. Fantastic. We will be talking about that in a little bit, which I'm really excited to to get your take on gaming and streaming and all that kind of stuff, which is incredibly fascinating. I love that you are diversifying your portfolio. Very awesome. Are you bonds? <laughs> exactly. Yeah. All right. So I have to ask you this question. You, um, I didn't know anything about this. I don't know anything about this. You basically were talking to me before we started the interview, basically saying you've had quite the interesting week you just returned from vegas and Mm -hmm. so i have to ask you what does quite an interesting week mean what happened in vegas well when i say quite the interesting that is me being as polite as possible to say it was a fucked up week bro it was um (laughs) it's just you know it's one of those weeks where you kind of feel like uh, what did he say in Bruce Almighty? That God is a kid with a magnifying glass, and you're the ant. It was it was one of those kind of weeks where you know I was scheduled to shoot four scenes uh, by the producer who was flying me out, and I believe in the matter of a like twelve hour span, we lost all four scenes. Like, it, and it started with like the plane, my flight being delayed. I've taken the trip to Vegas a quadrillion times at this point from Miami. But then it started with, you know, one person wasn't able to make their flight. So that's one scene. Then my flight gets delayed like four hours. And then it's like the worst flight ever as far as turbulence. There was heavy turbulence the entire time. And I mean, like, that's a five-hour ride damn near from Miami to Vegas heavy turbulence the whole fucking time. So it was just like, Jesus Christ. So I couldn't get any sleep on the plane. I get there. I'm scheduled for a 10.30 a.m. call time. Or no, I'm sorry. By the time I land to turn my phone on to receive messages, I'm receiving messages regarding the fact that we just lost another scene, you know, due to some of the, uh, the risks of my current profession. So we lost another scene. Then by the time I wake up in the morning for my 10.30 call time, I get another message, and we lost two more scenes. So we lit- like literally from the time that I got on a plane to land or waking up to my original call time, we had lost all four scenes due to different reasons for each person. And it's just like, holy shit, this can't be real. And then... Uh, in that same time, I had received some, you know, rough news about a family member passing. And it's like, oh, my God, this shit is ridiculous. So 
we, you know, the producer was awesome, did a great job of finding replacements just so I wasn't there, you know, twiddling my thumbs and, you know, being doing an amazing job. We find somebody who's available, who's tested. We get all the way to to showtime and the scene starts and we have a little incident with in, involving a little too much teeth. Oh, yeah. There was blood. Oh. End of my scenes. <laughs> what? So not only did I lose the scenes for all of that trip, I lost potential future scenes and content trays because now I'm in the healing process. What? So you found a cannibal? It, it was it, it was like I literally can't believe the order of events. Just uh, what it, what's the uh, unfortunate series of events was my last trip to Vegas. And it's just like, what the fuck? I want to go home. And of course, I couldn't get an earlier flight. So I just was sitting in Vegas in my hotel room, <laughs> eating terrible food and, and watching TV for like the last four days. Good so it was just, Lord. you know, it was it was one of those weeks where I'm like, I want to go home immediately. Somebody please try and teleport me to my bed. So it, it, it was rough, bro. It, but that, again, that shit happens. I guess welcome to the dark side of the business. <laughs> shit like right? that happens sometimes, bro. And it's just like, man, what, at that point, what can you do? You know, it was one of those situations where I, it was, I had to laugh to keep from crying because it's like, who, whose fault is this? It's, it's not really anybody's fault, for real, for real. What the fuck can you do about it? You just kind of got to take it take it on the chin, take it with a grain of salt, and keep on moving forward. But it, I'm going to tell you, that shit was trash while it was happening. Right. But I'm back in Miami, back in all my comforts, so I'm fine. I'm, I'm, I'm okay. Uh, I'll keep my chin up. But I'm just saying, it was a trash-ass beginning to the week, bro. Like, from Saturday up until two days ago. Saturday the two, my Memorial Day was ass. Not the good kind. Yeah. Good grief, my dick wasn't even bitten into and my penis is aching. What? Oh I, gosh. It, it was it was yeah. Was this a newcomer? Um, fairly. Fairly new. Alright. She's clearly not a head doctor. Um I can't say. I don't know, man. Like, I, I, I honestly, it, it's kind of like one of those freak accidents because I've, you know, I've dealt with, on, on account of the curve, I've dealt with, you know, people who have to adjust and move. And, you know, I've, I've scrapped, bumped into a tooth or two, but nothing to the level where it's ever broken the skin or drawn blood. So this was like, how did this happen? Like, that was just... I don't even blame the girl. I chalked that shit up to where I was just supposed to sit down for that week. That's, you know, that's one of them things where if you believe in God, that's God telling you, like, just sit this one out, bro. Don't, like, I canceled the first four shoots and you didn't get the fucking message. So you found a replacement. <laughs> okay. Let's see if this one, let's see if you catch this message. So, yeah, I got, I got the fucking message. Mm-mm-mm. Good grief. Well, that sucks. Mm-mm-mm. Well, hopefully yeah. your next trip to Vegas is, is a much more positive one. Yeah, we're let's gonna, let we just, that we shit just stay in Vegas. Forward. 
Yeah, we just gonna keep moving forward. It is even even the young lady. Like I said, I don't even feel like it was her fault just because of the way things were going, and you know, just little details about the situation. It's like, bro, nah, this this I can't even really. I can, of course, I'm gonna get upset over you know certain shit, but it's I don't hold any malice or really blame her at all. It was just like, bro, this is this is just this kind of trip. It's just been these ty- this kind of day. And you just so happen to be an instrument of of bad luck at this point, so it's fine, man. Shout out, shout out to her. All right. So does that mean you would do another scene with her in the future? Potentially, yeah. Okay. Potentially, All yeah. right. We have, no. to, we have to make some adjustments. If it now, well, if yes. it happens, if lightning strikes twice, now we got something to talk about. That but, is the truth. Yes. <laughs> like I said, this particular trip, I don't feel like. Uh, like I said, I, I don't even blame her. Is you ever heard of Murphy's Law? Yes. Yeah. Anything that can go wrong will. Murphy. Murphy showed up. Yes. In, in bright fucking colors. Yeah, that's that's fascinating. I asked Prince Joshua the same question because he uh, famously got his penis broken on a set. Um, yeah. And I yeah. asked him. We did an interview shortly after, and asked him if he would do another scene with the the woman that um broke his penis and he very diplomatically said that he would too so um yes yeah because we don't ever go into these things with the intention of fucking it up right <laughs> like so it is is never you know it was it like all of the on set the vibes were good me and the me and the female talent were you know in good spirits it was good energy it, everything was good until that that pinch and it's like wait 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 hold up and maybe she was now hungry. the day is over sorry trying to make light of the situation <laughs> what did you say i said maybe she was hungry oh my god jesus christ that is not the oh. <laughs> anyway let's move away from this it's too much i'm glad you're okay i'm, I'm yeah, glad you're I'm healing okay. I'm good. Yes, and uh, it, you know it. It, it uh, the emotions were a lot worse than the actual injuries, so I'm good. Yes. All right. So moving away from that, something that I want to discuss with you, and I, I have no idea if you remember this conversation. It was seven months ago, but we were talking about, or at least I should say, I was giving you your props because I feel like you are an incredibly underrated performer in the business. Like I feel like you should be getting your shine on. Like, I feel like you should well, be working with all that. the major companies. And and I'm not just saying this as fluff service just because you're here. Like, I've said this to you before, you know, not on a podcast. But I do feel like you are incredibly underrated. Like, you always churn out great content and, and, and that sort of thing. And, and I feel like the industry should uh, put a spotlight on you. And when we were talking about this, you ended up referencing something that you were like, oh, oh, we'll talk about it later. But unfortunately, because of, you know, an interview, we start talking about a whole bunch of stuff. We never circled back to it. And I don't know if you remember what you were going to say, but I'm going to put the spotlight on you right now and, and ask you. <laughs> uh, basically, you said something to the gist of that you kind of understand why the industry hasn't a taken a shot hasn't taken a shine to you so why do you think why do you think you are as underrated as i feel you are well at the time 
I can say this. Um, at the time versus now. At the time that we had that first interview, um, I understand that my look doesn't fit everybody. Um, the way that, you know, my appearance as far as my facial features, the way I wear my, wear my hair sometimes, even down to my physique, it isn't for everybody as far as like the male consumer base, you know, or not the male consumer base, but the, the lane for male talent, you know, it's kind of like you, you pretty much got to fall into a, a fit or uh, almost damn near like a, a, a type a character build, if you will, you know what I'm saying? Like, and I get like, I've actually been told before that uh, I've, I've lost scenes with companies before because I've looked quote unquote too ethnic or too weird. Like I look like middle Eastern almost, you know, and this is like, wait, they can't quite put their finger on. I, it's just like, I don't, I didn't fit a look basically. You know what I'm saying? You got in, in this, in mainstream porn, you got the average white dudes, you know what I'm saying, with, you know, a slight average or above average penises. Then you got the dudes who look like fucking kids. You got, you know, you got the the bodybuilder physique, the the chiseled, ripped up dude, and you have the alternative dude. It's pretty much, and for most black dudes, we're going to keep it a being, they like the big overbearing LeBron James looking motherfuckers. Like you got to be big, must very muscular and dark toned because they want that look of a big aggressive black dude for real, for real. And that's the idea of that. Like if they're for, for, for interracial shit, if you want to be, if you're going to go interracial, you're going to go dark skinned black guy, blonde hair, blue eyed white girl, or, you know, petite white girl. Just, it, it's just, that's the way, that's the way shit goes because it's polarizing. You know what I'm saying? It's the same as if you're going to film the small, I forgot the guy's name. He's a fucking adult, but he does all of the reality Kings and bang bros. Like he's always the stepson. This dude looks like he's fucking 12. Yeah. Like, but he gets that role consistently. Like it, it's a thing because he looks like that. Johnny Even love, Johnny love. And then you have the, the little D's of the world, dudes who look like you don't, he's going to forever look like he's fucking 16, 17. And it's like, shout out to them for finding their, their role and like smashing that shit. You know what I'm talking about? Like they found a way to fit in and it, they fit, but it's like, God forbid they ever lose that because it's like, no guy, you're the stepson. Like that's what we know you for. So if this dude grows a beard, now he doesn't look like the stepson. Now he just looks like a scrawny little man. And we can't use you for that. You get what I'm saying? So mm-hmm. it's, it's just like you have to fit as a male. Because it's, you know, as a dude, we'll fuck anything. It's somebody loves whatever type of female is on this camera. Whether it's BBW, whether it's the alt girl, whether it's the big booties, the big fake titties, the, you know, the tattooed girl, the, the, the small person or, you know, politically incorrect, the midget. Is somebody that will watch this and jerk off to it in mass? Like, there's a lot of them. So, there's a lane for all of the girls. But as far as mainstream goes, like, you don't often see too many chubby guys on camera. Not even, or, or just mid, mid average, you could say an average male physique, unless they got like a fucking hammer on them. Like, they got a 12 inch dick. Like, that's when you'll see these type of dudes. But for the most part, 
you have to you got to fit the certain bill. And it's like once I once I kind of took myself out of it and look at it from a business standpoint, it's like, no, nah, I get it. I understand. I'm not I'm not I'm not upset. It's just like, no, nah, that's just that's just business. That's the way it works. So if I want to be featured in these things, I'm going to have to change my look up a little bit. I'm going to have to I'm going to have to fit the mold a little bit more because this is what they're looking for. This is what the job needs. You get what I'm saying? You got to fit the bill. And it's like at this particular time, I'm not fitting the bill and I'm okay with that. You get what I'm saying? So it's like, you know what? I can't have, I can't expect the industry to morph to me or what I think. It's like, no, this is the way it goes. So if you want to get out, this is what you need to do. If you don't, then, you know what I mean? Don't bitch when you don't get picked next to people like, uh, uh, and shout out these, and I want to big up all of these dudes for doing what they had to do, or even just fitting the bill. Like when I see people like James Angel come out, like in that comparable way, he has the curly hair, the fairer skin, but he has the physique and the fucking hazel eyes, and he's a taller and he's a bit more athletically built. It's like, nope, that's him. That's who I would have to look like in order to fit. But it's like, I get it because it's, this nigga's just a handsome dude. <laughs> like, this, I can get why they would sell the fantasy of this dude versus the fantasy of me, who is the, you know, the more average dude. You know what I'm talking about? I, I know what I do on camera and the people that work with me love working with me. But it's not about the people. It's about the people watching and the people watching have chose to champion a certain type of guy for each type of scene. So it makes sense. It's business. But, you know, that that's really what it is as far as the mainstream. You kind of got to fit the bill, bro. You want to, you know, you got to do what the team needs, man. And if you're not fitting that, then don't cry about it when you're not picked by the team. So that's just kind of where I've, I've come to that realization. It's like, well, bro, you don't have fucking abs. So don't cry about it. Go get some abs. So <laughs> the, the minute I get really serious and get back in the gym and, you know, get abs, and I'm a little bit more defined and chiseled, and then, then we'll have that conversation. But right now, it's like, no, nah, I'm comfortable having the goddamn love handles a little bit, and the weight gain. Like, my fans, the fans that love me, they all love a little, you know, my little weight gain. But it's just like, that shit don't, don't equal out for for mainstream. And it's like, nah, I get it, bro. You can't, you can't really be mad at that, for real, for real. So that's, I think, coming from that that's what my my perspective is on it now or my level of understanding is on it now and it's all good like it's it's actually cool i get it mm-hmm. all right well first off i mean you're not a schlub first of all and number two listen i'm not here i'm not going to try to question your truth because you know your truth is your truth and let me play devil's advocate just a little bit because you're saying you know you feel like your look isn't fitting in to what the industry wants. But then how would you describe the success of, like, a Donnie Sins, who isn't, you know, the most ripped physique? Like, you know, he isn't, like... Uh, no offense, Donnie Sins. You're a great performer, and I've interviewed you before, and you're an awesome dude. But, I mean, he isn't, like, of the physique of, like, let's say, a, a, a Ricky Johnson or a James Angel, as you referenced. Um, No, he's the... Actually, I'm glad that you... He's would be if, an, is he the exception to the rule? No, he's not the exception. I would have to look more like Donnie Sins. So you mean okay because he's much more slender. Yeah. So basically, what slender. you're saying is you either have he to has be slender, a little bit more definition. Okay. Yeah. You're that, saying you either have to be no, more slender or more muscular. 
more either you know you would have to be more defined right but no he's a you know what I'm saying? Pretty, pretty, pretty well endowed dude. And of course, it, the dick look bigger when you everything else is smaller on you. So it's no, he he's um he doing his thing. And that's so that that was an even better example. If I was more built like Donnie said, if I slimmed down to that size, then I would probably possibly see things go up and maybe I would be signed to an agency. That's another thing maybe I would do. You get what I'm saying? So mm-hmm. all of those things. But no, he's kind of the He's a he's a good example of what is more acceptable. He's a he's a great mm-hmm. example, but that's cool though because it's like yeah, that's that would be more realistic for me to reach, and that would probably that would that would more than likely work in my benefit if I was more of that size or that look. You get what I'm saying? So that's a no, that's that's like yeah, you right on that would be right on target for me to try to get like that again. All right. But, I mean, once again, I mean, it's not like you're a schlub. You know what I'm saying? So I'm just putting that out there. I mean, it's not like you're fucking Ron Jeremy or some shit. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) I'm just saying. Like, you know, don't put yourself down too much. Damn it. It's it's just, I get it. And, of course, Mm -hmm. if you got, if you, it's little differences for real that make a big difference. Like, for example, if you look at Johnny, uh, uh, Donnie, right? Because I've actually edited some of Donnie's work before. So it's like, if you look at Donnie, he, of course, you have, you start with the physique, the lack of tattoos, mm-hmm. like the, you know, the more clean, clean body, if you will. If, and then on top of that, I have the, the dreads and the beard. So it's like, I look like a little weird mixture of a bunch of shit. <laughs> so it's kind of, like I said, I've, I've been told that I've lost jobs from back when I had an agent because of the way my, you know, the appearance and the, the little little features that I've chosen to rock with. So I don't I don't feel any type of ways. It's like, well, I'm, I'm just not what people certain people are looking for. But no, he's he doing his thing. And that like, no, he's he would be closer to the image than I would, I would say. But that's a great comparison, though. Like, you picked a perfect fucking comparison. Well, thank you. Yes. Well, because I was thinking of, time, you know, because you're black, they know he's... Time I was booked. Oh, uh-huh. I'm sorry. No, I was just going to say, because I was thinking of, like, a good comparison, because he's Latino as well. He's Dominican. I mean, you got mixed with the Puerto Rican. So I was, like, trying to think of a mm-hmm. good comparable combination. And I feel like your looks aren't that different. You know what I'm saying? Especially with the way he does his hair as well. I mean, he does not have the beard. There you go, which is a big difference. That is so, a big difference, yes. The beard and the tattoos and just, yeah. He, um, look, and this is the crazy part. It's funny that you would mention that because years ago when I did my first scene for Bang Bros, I looked almost exactly like him. Mm. My beard was close to my face. My hair was almost exactly like he wears his. It's like, no, you picked the right guy. Like, if I showed you a picture side by side of what I looked like on set for Bang Bros and then showed you one of his videos. Now you'd be like, okay, I see what you're talking about. Like, damn near, we look like twins almost. That's funny. That's funny. (laughs) So, no, I get it. All right. So one thing that I want to ask you about that we did not discuss last time is cancel culture in the industry. Oh, Lord. I know. I want to get your take on how cancel culture is being used in the business. Now, the one thing that I do want to say just first and foremost 
is I give props to the performers that do come out and, and talk seriously about injustices and, um, you know, uh, uh, moments of assault and that sort of thing that happen on sets. You know, I, I give props to performers finally finding their voice in speaking their truth. My whole problem is when people try to cancel performers that don't necessarily, that should not necessarily be canceled. If there's something that's a miscommunication, if, you know, if, if, I, I can't even think of other stuff, but if it's something so small, if it's a small infraction, like a miscommunication, some sort of scene cancellation or anything like that, I, I don't necessarily feel like performers need to go out of their way to try to cancel somebody. That's just my take on it. Like, if it's like a serious case of something, then yes, speak out on it. I don't really understand why some performers weaponize cancel culture. And I want to get your take on it as someone who's actually in the industry and who sees all that shit on a day-to-day -day basis on social media. What's your take on cancel culture in the business? Hmm. Shit, how much time you got? Um, right. Well, for one, I would say that anybody who has actually, you know, physically assaulted, you know, or wrong, and they fucking deserve it. That's number one. Flat out. If they actually did the crime, they deserve the fucking punishment. Now, the thing is, with most of the news coming from performers, like if you look at, um, like there's really not too many governing bodies that we trust with information, like we trust each other with information now with this age of social media and being able to basically, you know, we report the news to other people. The thing about that is this industry can be very, very clicky, very, you know, shit. Like it, it's a, it's very, it's a, it's a hive mentality almost like it's a crowd, but the fucked up part is the people with the biggest voices, you know, they say big fish eat little fish. The people with the bigger voices usually reach more people. And how many times do you need to hear something before it becomes the truth? Whether it's actually true or not, if you get 100 people to say the same thing and you get zero people to refute that evidence, that, that becomes the truth, whatever that 100 people said, because now all people are hearing is one thing. So there's a lot of situations where what somebody felt becomes the truth because I, I see it all the time, which is why a lot of shit, a lot of times when I see these things mainly on Twitter, I stay the fuck out. I stay clear. You know, somebody will say that they've been wronged in any way, whatever way. And then you instantly see everybody in the comments. Oh my God, I can't believe that that happened to you. I'm so sorry for this. This person should pay for this. And it's like, all right, you got one person telling that side. Then you have the other person who tells whatever side or chooses not to speak on it at all. And before you know it, one person is viewed by masses of people, thousands of people all at once in a certain light with no actual facts of the situation. And that's when it becomes dangerous because you do have people that know that they have a big voice. 
and know that people will side with them immediately as long as they shout it the loudest. It's like the loudest person wins. That's when it's a problem because there are people. Uh, I know I believe we had the conversation last time where I was a step away from getting canceled and nobody can tell me what I did. Mm-hmm. Yes, I do remember that. So that's alive and well. And there are people who are, um, thank God, there are people who are now shedding the light on those who use that as a weapon, who weaponize that, who know that, like, man, one tweet from me and I can kill your whole career because everybody's going to side with me regardless. You get what I'm saying? Like, that kind of shit, there's really, there's no fucking room for it. And, like, those are the worst type of people. But, unfortunately, it's a thing. But I'm, I'm shout out to the people who are being wronged or have been wronged and speak on that shit immediately. Because that's another that's another thing that I think is extremely important as far as even the believability of these things. It's like somebody who was wronged fucking five years ago. And then it's like, well, if, he, if this shit happened five years ago, why are you you know, why wait to say something? Why wait? I've I've always been one of those people. If you see it, say it. If it happened, it happened. Because you telling the truth is only, you know, is only going to work for the better, period. Like, it it only, you immediately say it as loud as you would anything else. So the the truth can be known. Because then, like, you look at this situation with Bill Cosby. (laughs) If I can make that connection. There is a new sexual assault case for this guy from something that allegedly happened in 1969. Mind you, this is a new case. A new case from 1969. This motherfucker is 100 years old, damn near. And they are talking about the person, and at this point, is not even seeking for Bill Cosby to go to jail. They're trying to sue him. And it's like, so wait, if you were wronged in 1969, what made you hold on to it for 50 years and now you want money from it instead of actual justice? It's like it, that it, it skews the the lens a little bit. And then it what it the even worse part is it makes you look at everybody who would claim such a thing funny. Because there are girls out there or people, not even just girls, there are people who have been assaulted, who have been wrong. And that shit really happened. And when they tell the truth, nobody will listen or people will be like, I don't believe it. She's just trying to do this. So they're trying to get money or they just want clout because of the people who do shit like that for clout. So it's kind of just like it's it's a it's a real slippery slope, man. That shit is fucked up. I'll say it like that. But the people who actually have committed these fucking atrocities and assaulted people are just been shitty humans and fuck people over in any way, shape or form. Like they deserve all of the heat. But then it gets called into question, like when people who do that shit, like you said, they weaponize it and it's like, okay, well, I don't like that you did one thing, whether it's whether I was actually wronged or not. I don't like that you behaved a certain way or talked to me a certain way. So you know what? I'm going to use all of my power and focus it in a negative light to fuck your name and your business up. That shit is like, there's no room for that. And those people should be tried as well. Like they should be looked at 
the same way the actual offenders are. Like they should be tried the same way. They should get ridiculed. They should get kicked out of the fucking industry. They should get canceled the same way because it's like, bro, you know the power of that. You you know the power of that, and instead of you being honest about it, you doing it selfishly, and that's fucked up. Sweat, you know, revolving door. You brought up a lot of interesting points. I do have one thing that I want to say to sort of push back a little bit on what you were saying. The thing about allegations that come out in later years, the reason they come out in later years is because... You know, for a time, it really was up until the Me Too movement that women started to feel comfortable coming forward because of the stigma and the shame of coming forward. And, I mean, let's just be for real, and men having power and uh, and, and basically silencing them. So that's why women are coming forward now. Listen, I don't know anything about this case about Bill Cosby right now. Um, I don't know what the legalities are. I don't know if she can actually, um, um, you know, seek criminal charges and that sort of thing. I don't know about the case, so I can't really comment on that situation. But historically, women haven't come forward because of the stigma, the judgment, the questioning, the you know, everything that's associated with coming out with these allegations and, you know, people not believing them. It, you know, the Me Too movement helped sort of take some of that stigma out, and that's why women have started to come forward and that sort of thing. As far as just false allegations, I've mentioned this before to other performers. Some performers think it can happen. Some performers don't. I feel like the industry needs some sort of governing body, some sort of union, some sort of someone in charge to where if someone is making an allegation about somebody, there should be a way for them to investigate. Much like the mainstream entertainment industry has something similar, I feel like the adult industry should have something like that as well because it could do what you are saying. It could, one, hold the actual, um, you know, uh, abusers, assaulters, uh, gaslighters, manipulators, you know, and whatever you want to call them. It can hold them accountable. And if a person is lying, if a person, you know, is is trying to malign the uh, reputation of another performer over miscommunication or over some sort of, uh, you know, vendetta, then they can be held accountable as well. Because, you know, you cannot, you should not be able to make allegations about someone, serious defamatory allegations against someone, and just, you know, it be all willy-nilly about it. You know, live your life, ruin someone else's life, and... and live your life because of clout or something like that. That's mm-hmm. just my whole take on it. I don't know if it's possible. I mean, the industry in its own way is incredibly fucked up in the sense that it's very clicky. It's very high school. There are a lot of gatekeepers and that sort of thing. So it's Fast. probably very difficult to even select the correct people who would properly oversee the situation. You know, you might need to be people outside of the industry who are hired by the industry to do that. I don't know. 
this is not my area of expertise. But I feel like there should be, like, people, there should be some sort of governing body or a union or something where people can go to if there is some sort of situation. Because clearly going on Twitter and doing it has not been beneficial to anybody, you know? Yeah, it, because it basically gets to the point to where, and this is what another performer um, in an interview basically said this, and, and it is factually accurate. It's basically what you're saying. Whoever gets the story out first is who the people believe. And and that's why, that's why I said specifically, like, immediately when it happens, there needs to be a dialogue. For example, you know, like, and as far as, like, you know, the grape, stuff like you know that kind of shit like no get the fucking police involved like don't just talk about it no get police and like go through the proper channels because that's it that makes it real and that 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 type of evidence not just the hearsay and the cancellation no make it real make that shit on paper make it documented make it you know what i'm saying like and as far as the whole me too thing that's all well and good i'm cool with that like i understand that there definitely 100% has been you know methods of of making shit go away and erasing these girls and trying to take these people not i'm sorry not just girls but these people's voices that's another thing that's fucked up so when people finally do get the the courage to say it Speak your, you know, spit your, spit your verse. Say what you gotta say. The only thing with the, with the, uh, the, the Bill Cosby thing is like, okay, the Me Too movement, like they stopped Me Too and Bill Cosby maybe fucking ten years ago, damn near. Where did this new one come from? <laughs> it's like, and you just want money. You're just suing for money at this point. It's like, bro, that's the, that's the type of stuff. That, like I said, whether it happened. Or not, it makes you, it makes people look at it, and I can, shit, say it, it make me look at it in a weird scope, because it's like, why the fuck would you wait now? Even when everybody was like, it just piling up on them. You get what I'm saying? Like, when everybody was like, yeah, now's the time, because now this out, people know what type of person, you, like, okay, cool, now speak your shit, but you waited till even that went away, and now you're coming out with something. It's like, okay, that's just kind of weird, bad timing, maybe. So even if this was the case, it still makes you look at it as like, uh, okay, sure. Like just, it, it makes you look at it in a negative light or some people, including myself. But as far as just like, you know, people getting the story out first, not even necessarily getting the story out first or, the, you know, normally it's the loudest voice that wins those type of arguments. But when you, if, if something happens to you, like I've heard people be put in these desperate situation, situations and I get it, I understand, but that's when you really got to stand up. You know, you're on set for whatever company and you feel like you've been mistreated. Say something right fucking then and there. Don't let, like, they have these companies do exit interviews and they do like all of these things I'm I'm seeing certain people get canceled now and it's droves of people who will tweet or text message certain other outlets that like, yeah, it happened this way. And even though they asked me about it on my exit interview, I just said, yeah, like they kind of get along to go along. And it's like, yo, you, God forbid, you're the first person to be mistreated on set or with any creator. You simply tucking that shit in or said like no matter how uncomfortable, 
sweeping it under the rug is going to set him up or that the next person up for that same treatment. And it's going to be fucking 10 or 20 or God forbid this person never gets called out or canceled and continues this behavior. Like you got to be the first motherfucker to say something immediately, whether it's in an exit interview that everything go well. No, the fuck it did not. This happened. This happened. This happened. Period. Like it, you, you got to be that because that's when it's like, it's going to be, is going to like crash against people's ears and that type of stuff when people are mistreated needs to crash against people's ears because it's full. It's, it's uncomfortable because it's fucking wrong and it should be, you know, met with, Oh my God, it should shock people because it's wrong. But that shock will pretty much get people into fucking moving. Like one thing that bothers me the most is when I see like, you know, when I, I compare myself, to uh, well fuck it he's he's already can't the heaven pov dude i'm not sure if you're seeing what's going on his 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 platforms are pretty much shut down because it turns out this dude is a fucking dirt dirt bag but it's like it, it it astonished me the amount of people that came forward afterwards and it's like yo can you imagine if the first person who said something would have really shouted this shit from the mountaintops when it happened. Then it wouldn't have been 10 of you guys that suffered this. You know what I'm saying? It's like, and it bothers me that these motherfuckers get away with it. Like that makes me more upset than anything than the cancel, like the wrongful. It's like when the people who actually do it get away with it because people wait and they're quiet and they sweep it under the rug. It's like, nah, hop on their ass because it makes the people, you know, that, that hold themselves in a, in a high professional regard, like myself, like nobody, I don't, unless it's something I don't, I've never heard a story of me or I've never heard anybody say anything to around or about me and my etiquette on set that I made them feel uncomfortable that I, that I assaulted, that I said, did any fucking thing. Like I try, I go out of my way to make sure that that, you know, that my on set etiquette is a certain way or even offset. You know, there are people who attested to that in DMs that I've, you know, I've reached out to work with and they politely declined and I polite. Okay, you know what? That's all right. I appreciate it. I'm still follow you. Your work is great. And they've spoken on my behalf. So it bothers me when I try my best to be a stand up, you know, person in this and all of that shit. And then you got motherfuckers who are out here wiling behind the scenes and they are getting away with it. That shit that that eats me the fuck up. I know I just talked for a really long time. Sorry about that. No, you're good. I appreciate your insights. And, uh, yeah, I, I just, I hope something ends up happening with the industry where there is some sort of something or other, whatever you want to call it, a union, a governing body, um, you know, even a crisis line or something where people can go and they can call in, they can or meet in person, make the allegations, there's some sort yep. of, uh, you know, uh, board or something that will actually research it, and those who are actually abusive, because, I mean, let's be real, men, women, everyone, trans, I mean, I'm sure there are horrible people on all sides of the gender spectrum, mm-hmm. and all of the horrible people should not be in the industry. And, of course, also, the people that are making false accusations 
should not be in the industry as well. There should be some sort of mediator because sometimes I feel like, you know, especially the like the, the stupid petty allegations on Twitter. I feel like a lot of that is just miscommunication at times. You know, yep. everyone should feel comfortable to speak up about whatever it is at the moment, much like you're saying, as opposed to going and talking about it three hours later on Twitter. Anyway, we could do a whole podcast about this. For real, for real. Yes. Like, yes. Like, but they... Ugh. Moving away from that, though, I mean, we're going to get into something that could also be an entire podcast as well. When we last spoke, <laughs> I talked to you about racism in the industry, sort of racism in general. What I want to get your take on now is the usage of racially charged language in interracial porn. You know, race play... Terms like BBC, Queen of Spades, Bulls, all that stuff. What's your take on racially charged uh, language being used in interracial porn? I mean, well, the fact of the matter is is racially charged porn out there because there are still racist people buying porn. If, I mean, if you if you that this is this cause and effect. If people weren't buying that shit if people weren't those weren't people's interests it wouldn't be a thing nobody would it wouldn't sell there wouldn't be a term for it it wouldn't be a name for it if people weren't actually looking for it in porn you get me just like if there weren't fucking pedophiles out there buying porn there wouldn't be a need for grown women to dress up like like children and wear children's clothes and play with children's toys and their scenes or guys, you know what I'm saying? It wouldn't be if there weren't fucking creeps and races out there who like that with their porn, if that was their, their fetish, if they call it, they call it a fetish. I don't really call it a fucking fetish. Like it wouldn't be a thing. And then if there weren't performers who are willing to do that shit, it wouldn't be a thing. So it's very much alive and well, like, you know what I'm saying? Like I, I had to learn that. Again, I'm not sure if I touched it on it touched on it in the last podcast that we did, the last interview, but it's like when I was told that <laughs> interracial in porn means black guy, white girl in particular. It's like, oh no, that came from a thing. So it could be if, if there was an African American female and a Caucasian male, that's not interracial. That's just porn. But black guy, white girl equals interracial. Once I heard that, I was like, oh shit, this is a little bit that's deeper than rap. That is a lot, you know, that goes into it. But again, if there weren't consumers out there paying for this shit and particularly and looking for it, it wouldn't be a thing. So that's that's one situation that's is like I said, just a cause and effect. One thing out of call go away. If people stop buying it, people will stop making it. Point blank, period. I co-sign everything you're saying. Like I, I completely hear you. And um yeah. Uh, I mean it's it's interracial porn is interesting. I mean the way that it was fifteen years ago, twenty years ago, I mean it it was crazy. Like looking back with like our twenty twenty three sort of like enlightened mindset, I mean it's crazy what was allowed by like major studios now the major studios aren't doing it in that sort of in your face kind of way i mean i feel like the scenarios are still kind of there but the language isn't as um for like a better word racially intense i feel like now with content creators you know 
not every content creator that does interracial does racially charged interracial, but there are performers out there. You know, they Without whether they dabble in it, as in you know maybe just a couple scenes, or whether they just do it a lot, as in every scene. I mean, there are performers out there that are you know feeding into that mindset, which is incredibly unfortunate. But you know, what can you do? Uh, yeah, you. I mean, we understand what type of business you're in, or you gonna stand for something or not, or just go for the money, like grab the money and run, man. But mm-hmm. and I feel like some people are just like hashtag give me the loot. Had facts, give Which me is the fucking money. Yeah, like I've recently, I'm not sure if you've seen, I posted on my Twitter there was a young lady. Yes. Or, um, yeah, who you know that that kind of shit is crazy. Well, they don't the know. Piece. Listeners don't know. Feel free to share. Okay, well, I had someone who was uh, interested, who, you know, who said that they were interested in purchasing a FaceTime show from me. And they asked during the face, oh, mind you, this person is, you know, not African-American or Hispanic. They're white from what I saw. And it's like, she asked during the FaceTime, would she mind, would I mind if she said the N-word? And, of course, she didn't text, or I believe she, yeah, she texted the N-word, quote, like, those three, like, spelled out N-word. Spelled out? And I said, you mean, like, fully nah, spelled she, out? Yeah, and I'm like, no, nah, it, it don't work like that, sweetheart. No, nah, no thank, that's, that's not cool with me. And then this bitch proceeds to say, like, oh, because sometimes, you know, I just will say this nigger or that nigger. Now, she spells out the word nigger this time, twice. And it's like, bitch, you ain't just hear me say I'm not okay with that. Didn't So the fact that you thought it was okay, like you asked me if it was okay, and I said no, and then you did it anyway. Like, that means somebody somewhere, either you really feel like this and you really just have to do it for some whatever the fuck racist-ass reason you got, or somebody enabled you to do that somewhere. You just felt like you can get away with it. Like, you, you've done this before somewhere. And, like, I was supposed to just be like, oh, no, okay, it was, okay if you're going to say it like that, it's cool. No, bitch, I said it, was, it wasn't cool the first time when you asked me the politically correct way. What makes you think I'm going to be okay with you reading, like, texting it to me instead? Still asking if you can say it. Like, that kind of shit, like I said, if it, I'm pretty sure there's somebody somewhere who would have been like, yeah, it's all good. Mm-hmm. So it's like it's a it's a, a two way street. It's a double edged sword, man. People stop requesting it. People to stop making it. And if people refuse to fucking make it, there's going to have to be like that a unified front because the less people that make it, somebody will fold, and they're going to make a lot of money because they're the one person that you can get it from. But if you know nobody does it, then hey, is you know, it's over with. And that, I don't buy into that whole, oh, it's taboo, boy. No, fuck that. It's not taboo. It's racist. It's flat out wrong. It's yeah. racist. It's and racist. that's why they call it race play. Like, because it's playing on somebody's little guilty pleasure of being able to be racist inside of this space and get away with it. Like, no, nah, it's not cool over here either, bro. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What you just said reminds me of a story that a, a performer said uh, to me uh, many podcasts ago, a couple weeks ago, and he was at a convention, and, you know, performers are there, you know, and this white female performer was chatting with another performer, and she turns to him and is like, 
I was just talking about this to my friend, and I wanted to ask you, is it reparations if I suck your dick? (laughs) (laughs) And um, he let her have it verbally, which, you know, she deserved it. And he was pretty much like, so you think slavery, Jim Crow, uh, redlining, you know, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. All of that is going to be forgotten and forgiven for you sucking my dick. I was just like, I was like, oh, Lord. Uh, the like education that could have gone so much, so much worse, too, which is the crazy part. That could have went so much worse. Right. Oh, Lord. But it was, I was like, good grief. Like, what the fuck is going on with our education? Like, it's just, it's insane. Anyway, let's shift away from, (laughs) let's actually, let's shift away completely from porn. And let's talk about something that you're doing that I find incredibly fascinating. Because as as I mentioned earlier, you're diversifying your assets. Basically, you're diversifying yourself as a performer. And, um, I mean, I've seen other performers kind of do this. So, so I'm excited that you're doing it because you are such a big personality and just an awesome person, period. Like, I feel like, you know, oh, you, you would thanks. like, you would uh, translate very well into streaming and that sort of thing. Let's talk about you gaming, live streaming, and uh, becoming not only just a Twitch affiliate, but also joining a gaming team. So can you talk about yes, yes. where all this came from? And, and why did you decide that this would be the next step in expanding the Magic brand? Um, well, like I said, like that's, that's my getaway. Fucking video gaming. Like, I've been a, like, a gamer for literally as long as I could, like, coordinate my thumbs. (laughs) Like, I've been playing video games my whole motherfucking life, and it's been, like, a constant, uh, like, a pastime or joy of mine. Any different type of video games. Like, I love TV and movies and series, and the way these video games are now, you know, are damn near, like, I always say video games now, the story-based games, are like movies that you have to live or progress in yourself to get to the next part of the story. You don't just watch, you have to experience it all the way. So I love shit like that. Like being immersed in a story and in the gameplay and like having to physically do it to progress the story in some way. So I love that kind of shit, but I've been a gamer for forever. And it's like, I'm watching people for a while now. We've been watching my, you know, my friends, family members, who play games as well are watching people like make all of this fucking money doing what we do anyway. Like what? You know what I'm saying? It's like, okay, if you want to take the same thing with, with porn or the adult, if you're going to have, if you're going to have sex, fuck it. You fucking anyway, make some money while you're doing it. It's the same thing. Like, bro, I'm watching people, play video games who <laughs> who ain't keeping it real ain't even as good as I am but people tune in to watch them play video games and hang on their every word and take their advice on what they should do in a game and how you should play it and whether or either that or 
There are people who tune in to watch people who aren't good on purpose. I want to see how many times you die playing this one video game and how you rage quit. Like it's such a it's another audience. And it's like, yo, if I've ever felt like I've belonged to a group of people, these are the motherfuckers I belong to. Like, because I will watch other people play video games. I will play myself and interact. Like, it's it's something that I'm like, I'm almost mad that I get didn't do it sooner. Because <clears throat> it's like, bro, I do this shit hours a day. Like, th- this is my pastime. This is how I unplug by playing a video game. So it's like, wait, so you mean to tell me I can get sponsorships and make money and travel and do all of this shit? With a PlayStation controller in my hand, something that I'm literally going to do anyway. It was like, fuck it, why not? Let let's see how this goes. Let's see if we can do it. Like I, I, cause I believe I can. It's like, well, let's see. So it was just like, wow. But I, I can't believe it started out with me making the YouTube videos and stuff like that. And then it was like, okay, well, let's see if we can do it live. Um, let's play. Let's get a, a Twitch stream going. And so see if people watch me do this shit live. And lo and behold, here I am. I am a Twitch affiliate now. So, and and then, you know, it came to the point where my wife is my marketing manager. I love my wife very much. She's the best marketing, you know, marketer ever. And she put me in the position to where certain, um, there's a rapper, a fucking Waka Flocka has a gaming team. I didn't know this. It's so many people, and it's another thing, I did not know that so many people were into the gaming like world as heavy as they are. People like T-Pain and fucking other rappers, and they like they go hard with this shit. Like, they stream too, and hours a day and play video games and got competition teams and do the tournaments, and it's like, oh, okay, so it's not, it's, that shit is real now. Everybody, people are seeing that this is a real thing, and she sent them some of my gaming clips and they fucking loved them. And now it's like, welcome to the team. Like I'm I, now I'm on, you know, team Noby gaming's, uh, that, that competition team, man. So I'm, I'm fucking excited. I'm blessed about that. Like that, that was amazing to me. So from just hitting the, the milestone of being a, a Twitch affiliate, which means I'm like monetized now. Like I passed all of the the prereqs to be monetized, and that shit happened over the space of the like over in like three weeks. Like, damn, it's people that were trying to do this shit for like a year, two years, and I did it in three weeks. And it's like, oh shit! So people really do like this to the point now. I stream every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, and I get new people from all over the fucking world. Like, I have people in London and <laughs> England and uh, New Zealand who the time difference is crazy. Like, I stream at 7 p.m. Eastern time. It's, like, fucking 2 in the morning. And they wait till I stream, and they log in, or they check in, like, every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday with me. Like, some people sit up with their kids and fucking watch me play video games. And it's, like, amazing that I'm able to reach out to a whole new group of people through fucking playing video games. And it's, like, that shit is... I I genuinely love that shit, man. That shit is off the chain. I I wish I... Like I said, I wish I would have did it sooner. For real. Very awesome, man. I'm so glad that this has been incredibly lucrative for you so far in just a short amount of time. Like, I can't wait until we do the next interview to hear how much this has grown. It's amazing. It's like the people that know me from gaming don't really know too much about my... The people that know me from gaming don't know me for porn. (laughs) And that's, that's amazing to me. 
It's like I'm I'm getting an entirely new fan base just from gaming. And like I said, I, if I've ever felt like I belong with a crowd or a group of people, like nah, this is this is where I'm at for real, for real. I should have been here. I can't believe it took me this fucking long. Now let's go back to the porn. Let's talk about your <laughs> your original content. Because I want to talk about your original content. I want to talk about what's new. What can the listeners, uh, you know, take a peek at right now in regards to any new collabs, any crazy solos? I did actually see a photo of you cosplaying. Yeah, yeah. And getting your nut on. <laughs> yeah, that too. Yeah. Well, that too. Yes. So let's talk about it. You know, because I called you the blurred with the curve. Um, apparently you didn't know what a blurred was, but you are one. Mm. I mean, you're into all the nerdy shit. You're a blurred, sir. Accept it. <laughs> I mean, shit, I'm not arguing. I, yes. I, I'll take that. Yes. But um, I don't know why I didn't mention it before, because you ha- I don't feel like you had done any sort of cosplaying the last time we chatted. So I'm so glad that you got into it, because that's its own world by itself, especially cosplaying and porn. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So let's talk all about right. it. Let's talk about new I'm, stuff, I'm, new original stuff. Um, well, I know my, I pretty much, I've always been more active, um, like paid scenes and the clip sites for like boy girl content for the most part. I never really focused too much on myself, like the solo aspect, because I've always, I was always focused on the boy girl content because that's what was doing it for me. But it's like, I tried to recently really buckle down and focus more on solo content for real, for real, because there's people that really fuck with me that want my solo content that, that want it. So I pretty much turned my only fans into, uh, almost exclusively solo content. That's where you can find all of it. And you know what I'm saying? I just try to, I try to take the same approach with my solo content that I do with my boy girl content. Like when I have a, when I set up a, a, whether it's a content trade or I'm on a set for a paid scene, it's like that high quality look, the, all of the bells and whistles. I try to take that same approach for solo stuff. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, it's only so many times you can stand or stand, you know, sit in a chair and jerk off. You know what I'm saying? I, I get that people would appreciate that. But it's like, in my mind, it's like, they're going to get fucking tired of that, man. I got to do something else. I got to, it's a million dudes jerking off. How can I make it better? How can I take it to the next level? So it's like I use the toys, the, you know, the the masturbator toys and the automatic jerk off machines and all of that shit. And then it's like, okay, cool. I got the dolls, the sex dolls. Like, okay, cool. And I want to get more interactive physically and change positions and all of that shit. We got that sometimes. I got, you know, the lighting. Um... What else? Cosplay. I'm a, a, I do that with my video gaming as well. For, depending on what game I'm playing, for example, I was playing the, the Gotham Knights video game, and my favorite character on that game is the Red Hood. So I got a fucking Red Hood costume with the mask that I would play the game and wear the outfit while I was playing. So it's just like, I got a fucking Batman mask and <laughs> all type of shit over here. But I also would do it is it just because it's fun. It's, it's something different. It's adding something extra for you to enjoy during the video. Because I feel like if I if I don't, in my mind at least, if I don't, it gets it gets a little boring. It gets like, okay, I'm doing the same thing over and over. But as long as I feel like I'm creating something, I can like the fucking sky's the limit. 
You know what I'm saying? Like, I feel like I can, if I'm doing something different, if I'm creating something new and I'm doing some shit I ain't tried before and I'm making some progress with, I'm learning something, I can go a thousand miles an hour nonstop. But the minute I feel like, all right, here we go again, I'm just uh, going to go ahead and jerk off in front of the camera, then I lose my own interest for it. So it's like, it's hard for me to feel like if I think this shit is boring, I know the people watching think this shit is boring. So you got to step it up, brother. You got to do something different. You got to, you know what I'm saying, put this fucking costume on. And I recently, Mm -hmm. like, uh, I recently, like, really started fucking with green screen. Like, really, because, you know, again, through the gaming, I impose myself on the screen when I play. I don't just have a a a webcam pointing at me. It's like I impose myself on the screen of whatever game I'm playing. I'm like, hmm. First, that started with, okay, I'm going to jerk off to my own porn. I'm going to impose myself on the screen jerking off while the scene behind me of mine is playing. That shit was, and I love doing that. But now it's like, okay, I'm damn near about to paint a whole room in my house green so I can, like, really impose a crazy background of me in the fucking forest and I'm going to dress up like an elf and, like, do some real Lord of the Rings shit. Like, I, I go, up like, over the top with that shit sometimes. So it's just, like, me trying to really keep it new and fun and, more importantly, do some shit that you that nobody else is doing. You know what I'm saying? Like, because once I, it's, it's a million dicks on the internet doing the same thing. It's like, I just try not to be one of them. You know what I'm saying? Like, granted, from time to time, there are people who request that shit, and that's cool. Well, it's like if you just leave me to my own devices, nine times out of ten, I'm going to try to do the next thing. Like, you know what I'm saying? I'm going to try to take it to the next level and see how people respond to it. Because, again, it really, that's the shit that I enjoy. I enjoy creating it when I know, like, yeah, there's some new shit right here. They're not ready for this. This is, this is going to be something I haven't seen anybody else do. That's when I'm excited to do that shit, and I can do it. Like I said, I can do that shit all day. I love it. You're a strange man. And it works. <laughs> I love it. I can't wait until you have that painted room and you're in the jungle masturbating. This would be fantastic. I, I'm trying right now, bro. Like, <laughs> believe be nuts. me. Like, like, I'm literally. You can be on the moon <laughs> masturbating. Uh, man, I will get it. I can do that today. I get a, I'll go and get a fucking fishbowl and put it on like a space helmet. Yes. <laughs> or you could be an alien. I get, man, that too. Listen. Yeah. I've had all of the fucking ideas are like in my head is just like a matter of me being able to execute them the way I want. You know what I'm saying? Like finding the right green screen. I've um You know what? I've also on like, top do... of that outside oh, of just solo stuff, I mean you could do scenes like that. Possible. That yeah, very fucking possible. I, tr- listen, I didn't want to get that away. Okay, sorry. I'm, I'm, <laughs> I didn't want to get that away too soon because I want to try it first. The like, Lord of the Green to, Screen. Yeah, I wanted to do it first, and I really wanted to see how it could, um, you know, how we can do it more than anything. I wanted to see how I, if I could pull it off and pull it off clean because mm-hmm. I have seen. Uh, I have seen content or scenes like professional, real professional scenes that do that. And I don't think people realize that that's what they're doing. So it's like, oh, I see how they did it. Light bulb. I want to be the first like independent creator to do something on that scale. Mm-hmm. You could do your own version of The Little Mermaid. I could do a lot of shit just like that. Yep. Get a bubble machine. 
I just gotta find somebody who's willing to to do it with me, and like, right. and like it's it'll be a task for sure, for sure. But I'm up for that task because, like I said, that type of shit, that type of stuff gets me going. Like when I feel like I'm creating, not just like the you know the sex part. It's like no, I'm interested in how we can light this properly and how can we can you know make this look like something else and make it you know just take it like I said, take it to the next level. That shit is so fire to me, and I like I'm dead ass excited about doing stuff like that, man. Like that's I think that's the only thing that's going to keep me sticking around for real. Like just trying to push the envelope. Very nice. All right, so as we start wrapping things up, I want to ask what's next for Magic Montana? What's coming out in the near future? Any hot collabs that we should be anticipating? Um. I'm doing, I'm actually got back into, you know, the, the paid work realm. So a lot more scenes on platforms like BBW highway, thick as fuck.com. Welcome to pornlife.com. And really I'm just looking more into producing my own shit. Like I'm really focusing. If it's not paid work, I'm really focusing on the solo stuff. Like I really want to get this shit right for the people who, you know, stuck with me or stick, stick with me or, you know, have past and present. Like I really want to reward them for real, for real. So I really want to focus on getting some solo stuff out. And it's like the solo shit that nobody else is doing in in that regard in in terms of like quality and just make, like I say, just taking shit to the next level and and making some fly shit, man. Like, cause anybody could, I could jerk off in the shower every single day. But it's like, nah, I want y'all to see that I'm I'm working overtime for y'all. You know what I'm talking about? Like, I've, I've recently, like, whether it's the audio, video, stuff like that, like, even me doing vo- voiceovers of myself while I'm masturbating because I heard people say they love the way I sound, and they specifically asked me to be more vocal. So it's like, okay, I'll hook up my microphone, and I'll speak into the microphone because so that my voice is super clear and crisp and all of that good shit, just little details like that, that when you put it all together, I guess it makes a huge difference for the people who fuck with me. But I'm, I'm really focusing on solo stuff right now. For real, for real. I have, um, just dropped a collab, uh, with Monica Ray, which is fire. Like, so people can go ahead and check that out. So I have, I, I got a bunch of shit going on right now, mainly, but again, as far as the boy girl, it's a lot of, you know, the paid work for websites and then the stuff that I'm putting my all into is really going to be the solos. That's, that's the, that's my new, my new passion project as far as porn is, is getting the solo shit together. All right. Show off the curve, show off there the cock go. rings. There you go. Show I got to get some new ones. There I you think, go. Yeah. I'm to the point I need show new off the big cum shots. Hey. Yeah. Magic Montana, the, com- the money shot. Possibly. What do you call yourself? Money shot Montana. Money shot Montana. That's me. How can your fans reach you? Where can they find you on the web, social media? Give them all your important links, as well as where can they find you in regards to your gaming? All right. Well, on uh, Twitter, you can follow me at Magic Montana. That's M A J I I K Montana. The number three, letter X. That's Magic Montana 3X. You can follow me on uh, one of my many Instagram channels or Instagram pages because they keep fucking deleting me. So, uh, oh, on Twitter, 
uh, just for my gaming. You can follow me there. It's at the Magic Gamer. So that's of course Magic spelled M A J I I K. So you have the Magic Gamer and Magic Montana 3X for my adult and my you know gaming channels on Instagram. You can follow me at Magic Montana underscore official for my adult work, and then again Magic uh, the Magic Show for my gaming. So I'm, I'm going to have to get all of this shit, like, organized on Instagram. I'm all over the place on Instagram. I'm not going to lie. But um, I'm going I'm to get it all. Get it all. What's the word? Uh, cohesive. That's the word. I'm going to get it all stuck together on Instagram. But, yeah. And on Twitch, you can yeah, follow me on Twitch. That's twitch.tv slash Magic Montana. On Insta, uh, I'm sorry, on YouTube at Magic Montana. So, it's pretty much everything without 3X <laughs> if you want to see my game and stuff. If you want to see me, if you want to see me with clothes on, just leave off the 3X and I'll be right there. Perfect. Well, this does bring us to the end of our interview. Is there anything that you would like to say to your fans and supporters that are tuning in? Shout out to Poppy Chulo for having me on again, man. I appreciate everybody. Shout out to Team Nobi Gaming. Uh, everybody that's loved and supported me, I appreciate you so much. I'm going to you know, do my best to keep Keep bringing new shit for you, man, and keep turning up. Keep pushing it to the next level, man. I appreciate y'all. Fantastic. Well, I certainly want to thank you so much for the interview, Magix. I'm so thankful for you for wanting to come back. No problem, man. I appreciate you for having me, bro. You're welcome. And once again, like I said before, the door is open for more. Whenever you want to come back and update the listeners on what you've been up to, you know you got an open invite. That's what's up. Wow, that's, that's love right there, man. And listeners, I also want to thank you for tuning into One on One with Poppy Chulo. Before we go, here's our answer to remind you on how you can interact with us. Thank you for downloading One on One with Poppy Chulo. Here are a few helpful reminders. For more information on One on One with Poppy Chulo, visit poppychularadio.com slash after dark. Follow Poppy Chulo on Twitter at twitter.com slash Poppy Chulo one on one. That's at Poppy Chulo. The number one. The word on. And the number one. Like us on Facebook, facebook.com slash Poppy Chulo Radio. Follow us on Twitter, twitter.com slash Poppy Chulo Radio. Do you have any questions, suggestions, comments, or concerns? Email us via contact at poppychularadio.com. Are you interested in joining the Poppy Chula Radio team as an on-air personality? Email talent at poppychularadio.com. Binge listen to your favorite Poppy Chula Radio programs by visiting poppychularadio.com slash archives. Back to you, Poppy Chulo. Thanks, announcer, and with that, Magic Montana and I would like to wish you and yours a wonderful night. Good night, listeners. Good night, everybody. Let's go. Thanks for listening to One on One with Poppy Chulo. To contact us with any of your questions, suggestions, comments, or concerns, email us at contact at poppychuloradio.com. Don't forget to follow us on Twitter by going to twitter.com slash poppychuloradio. And like us on Facebook by visiting facebook.com slash poppychuloradio. Be sure to listen again next week as we continue to showcase exclusive interviews with some of the adult industry's most popular male performers. This is Ben Patrick Johnson saying good night and have a wonderful week.